Welcome to a new episode of NY Jets Fans with your host, Davin Kyle. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast. If you come to y'all with a new episode, um, the energy is good. Uh, Mini camp just started. I think today was day one, uh, mandatories, but everything is good on that side. But other than that, what's going on with you, Kyle? How you feeling? Yeah, everything's good with me, bro. Um, I said so far so good, liking what I'm I'm hearing, you know, out of camp. So, um, as it has me just more eager to see what this um new season is going to have in store. Yeah, and um, I know last week, uh, we had that question um about Zach Wilson and his performance at the um at the not the not mandatory OTAs, but it sounds like he's gotten better. Um, I heard he done he done did a, a good eight. I think it was eight and nine. I think it was eight and nine from the seventh uh, seven on sevens. It was eight and nine on the elevens, eleven on elevens, and it was twelve and thirteen from the seven on sevens. And they saying he's looking a lot more comfortable, and he's looking good. But I also hear Sauce Gardner. Then had to pick six today. Um, he ran it from end zone to end zone on the pick six. So shout out to Sauce. But um, it sounds like uh, Zach Wilson is getting a little bit more comfortable with his uh, teammates. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I you know, spoke on a little bit last week and just said that, you know, um, obviously there's going to be, you know, some rust and stuff that, you know, coming into the, the, the new year and, also, you're going to, you know, have to make some adjustments um, to some of the new the new targets he has, as well as, you know, like I said, adapting to, you know, the added muscle that he, he, he put on during the offseason. So I was like, it's good to see that, you know, he had a, um, you know, a relatively efficient day, you know, very few um, incompletions, you know, in those um, those stats that you mentioned. So. That's definitely something to look up to. I definitely agree with you. Already got a little bit of flashes, deep pass to Corey Davis. Um, Garrett Wilson's getting involved. Barrios is getting involved. It seems like everybody is getting involved. Um, it's good to see the guys back. It's 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 going to be preseason soon, Kyle. And we can't. I can't wait. I'm telling you, once preseason starts, you know, everything everything comes. You know get to see the second team, the third team, get to figure out who's going to stay, who's going to go. It's going to be very interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I would say one of the, definitely one of the, the areas to watch is, um, like I said, wide receiver, you know, with the, the, the bunch that we have now. Um, you know, Corey Davis coming back with, you know, Garrett Wilson um, coming in and, you know, people coming back. Uh, you know, with uh, Berrios and Elijah Moore, and I'm hearing, um, I heard something that uh, that actually Jeff Smith was showing out in camp too. So that's definitely, you know, you know, good things. Uh, a good thing to hear. You know that those guys that are down the depth chart are, you know, putting in work and they're making their presence known in the field. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, and um. Uh... Mr. Makai Beckton came back. Um, shout out to you, Kyle, because you told me he wore the big bus shirt. Um, and I know he said in the press conference that he's going, he basically is, is coming for redemption for the people that talk bad about him. Um, how you feel about that? Um, I, I like his attitude in terms of that. Uh, I hope that he doesn't, 
you know, um, have it weigh on him too much. You know, that's something that you should always think about in terms of um, just doing your best and in doing your best, you know, looking to prove the, the people that, um, that doubted you, you know, looking to prove them wrong, you know, so I said that attitude to do that is, is cool, but you, what you don't want it to do is consume you to the point where that's what you're worrying about. You're worrying about that more so than just, you know, being good at your craft and playing the game that it needs to be played. So hopefully, you know, it doesn't get to that. And he, you know, uses the, the chip on his shoulder right now to, you know, be be the, the top caliber um, tackle that, you know, J.D. drafted him to be. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. But I would say that um, this first year, he was very efficient, you know, and um, he just got injured and there you go. Um, I think I think a lot of fans just wanted to see him lose the weight, you know, be a little bit more healthy and be able to, you know, stay healthy because I feel like when he's healthy and and he can lose the weight, he can move around, get the blocks and be and be that guy that everybody was looking forward to him to be, you know, so. Well, we'll see what happens, but it's very interesting. But speaking of speaking of the tackles, uh, George Fant seemed like he's mad because he didn't get an extension yet. Um, so talked on Fitzpatrick, a uh, big contract, which we'll talk about in a minute. Said so must be nice. Um, does Fant deserves an extension? If so, how uh, how many years and why? Um, at, at this point, I would say it's hard to disagree with him in terms of, uh, you know, giving him an extension. Like he he's come in and has been a, a very um, pleasant surprise to, you know, the offensive line group. Uh, I think that, uh, I think though that, you know, with JD, he always has a plan set forth. Um, at this point in time, I'm not sure what it is in terms of what he's looking at with tackles. You know, maybe he's um, maybe he's looking to um, you know, play the the that last phase of uh, free agencies when you have teams that's going to be cutting players due to uh, you know, cap cap casualties or just um not having a, a, a use for a certain player because of maybe free agents that they sign or talent that they drafted. So, you know, you know, Douglas has been wheeling and dealing and he's been doing pretty well at it. So I'm, I'm pretty much figuring that he's going to, he's playing like a wait and a wait and see approach with this, you know, especially with understanding where Beckton is, um, going to be at in terms of when the, the season starts. So I, I think he would want to, you know, uh, resign Fant, you know, give him an extension because uh, to me, I think he deserved it. But I think he is just going to wait it out and see exactly um, how the chips fall first before he really um, makes a decision. Yeah, the interesting point, I think this is his last year of the contract, of his contract. If I if I recall, um, and I think I think he's not making much money, so I'm thinking that's why he 
He wants the money, but he has been on that field playing. So I really can't, I really can't, you know, say nothing bad about it. You know, Fant has been doing a good job. Um, I think he surprised most people because most people didn't like the contract at first. You remember that? Yeah. But, yeah, I remember people was questioning because he was pretty much, you know, like a backup or whatever. And, you know, even though he, he showed some signs of being, pro, you know, being productive, you know, that, that still weighed out based on the type of money he got. But to me, I think he definitely um, he definitely you know, uh, played to the contract that he got. And I, I like I said, I believe he's deserving of you know, uh, an extension. Definitely agree with you. Um, when we figure out more on this situation, we definitely will let y'all know. Um, and let's move on to one more. Uh, Greg Van Roten uh, signed with the Bills. I'm guessing he's going to do what Calvin Pryor did. Um, tell, tell the Bills um, our playbook, and the Bills is going to try to wear us down. Um, I know how you feel about Greg Van Roten, but uh, how you, uh, what do you think his role is going to be with the Bills' offense? I definitely think it's it's going to be a a, a backup role. Like I said um, they had some they had injuries last year to the offensive line that pretty much you know you know hurt them. So I think bringing in someone like Van Rotten, you know, to the to the mix, you know, helps them with um you know in the area of the whole depth depth chart thing. I can I can agree with you. Um, bring 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 some veteran uh, presence there just in case. Um, I mean, you no, know, who knows? Maybe he'll do all right with them. It all depends, but we'll definitely see. Um, speaking of Minka Fitzpatrick, he just signed a big, huge deal, the richest safety in the league. Four years, seventy-three point six million extension with thirty-six million guaranteed. Kyle, he done changed. Fitzpatrick done changed the game well, for the safeties. So now, so uh, do you think Fitzpatrick deserved that contract? Uh, definitely. Like I said, he he's definitely in the the conversation when you talk about uh top safeties in the league. Uh. They um, you know, they they picked them up. You know, so I think it was in a trade and stuff. So, uh, that shows, you know, I guess you know what type of value he had when um, you know, Pittsburgh got him. So, and since you know, what I'm saying, I know he started out in uh, Miami, and like I said, he was he was doing his thing over there. So, uh. There's very, I would say there's there's a very short list of safeties I would say that I would prefer over him in terms of, you know, if I want to, you know, on on my team. So it definitely makes sense. I, I get what you're saying, you know, but to me, Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick is probably one of the best safeties in the league, in my opinion. I always loved the kid game back when he was with the Dolphins and 
you know, I was I was hoping maybe it'll be a free agent. Maybe we can maybe we can slit up and get him. But you know, it is what it is. You know, like I said, you can't you can't uh, turn the turn the dime out of you know turn a dime into a dollar. So it is what it is at that point. But congratulations, Maker. Uh, very well deserved of you. But speaking of more contracts, we got Hunter Renfro, which I'm shocked. Um, two years, 32 million, 21 million guaranteed. I think I think that's a big, that's a huge deal. I think he deserved that contract because even though they had Darren Waller, uh Renfro was able to make to put up them numbers, especially last season to help Par out to get to the playoffs. Yeah, he definitely he definitely um was a, a valuable asset for them, you know, um in the passing game. And that 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 contract, you know, is is evidence of that. Um, they, it's interesting though in terms of how much I guess they did decide to give him, but the fact that uh, they have uh, Devontae Adams now, and you know how much he's making, so. To me, I think that's um, they just invested a, a lot of money in the um, in that wide receiver room with that type of um, uh, signing. Yeah, and um, Renfro could play that number two receiver role. He's going to be able to play that very well. Um, it's well deserved for Renfro. But you know what the interesting uh, point is, Kyle, is that the wide receivers that still hasn't have a deal yet is um, Deontay Johnson. Terry McLaurin, DK McCaff, and Debo Samuel. You would thought one of those guys would got a deal before Renfro, and Renfro got the extension before them. Um, I don't know if I would say that, that that's a fair assessment, just on the fact that um, Renfro's, Renfro's contract is not something that's uh that's going to have a a huge you know a huge um I guess effect on their cap. Mm. Whereas if you look at some of these other guys who's definitely going to be, you know, you know, number one options, you know, for their who for the teams that they're on or possibly yeah. you know the team that they end up going to you know they're going to demand much um bigger contracts that you know that are probably going to you know have them in a situation where they're like in that um talk for being uh highest paid you know for um at the position so that's something uh, I would say that's where the difference are, you know, is between, you know, Winfro and the um, the other guys that you mentioned. But but either way, Kyle, you would think that Terry McLaurin would be the first one to get paid, you know, playing with the mediocre quarterbacks and still putting up great numbers. I would thought maybe he'll be the first one, but he's not reporting the uh, uh, he's not reporting the camp. Yeah, that one's that one's a puzzling 
puzzling one for me because um, to me, I think that Washington has a good uh, a good combination of players in terms of an um, you know with the wideout and running back between um, um, McLaren and uh, and uh, Antonio Gibson. You know, they they made to me. I think they make a good combination in terms of um, weapons on that offense. And then, like you, you know, like you mentioned, you know, him being able to um, be productive um, the way he has with quarterbacks that, you know, in most cases wouldn't have been starters in too many other teams. You know. To me, it's something that you know you should uh, that they should reward him for in terms of um, you know resigning him. I, I definitely agree with you on that one. Like I said, it's still puzzling to me because you would thought he would get paid. He'll be the first one to get paid out of all four of them, and it's the same. They talk about they want to keep him, but at the same time, they they trying to you know they playing games with that man. Pay pay the man. Pay the man. He already went through a lot already dealing with these uh, quarterbacks. Pay that man. <laughs> yeah, agree. And this, this, and I, I, you know, there's. I guess there's another aspect of this. Mm. I don't know what's going on with the you know the commanders organization in, in a whole. You know. Ooh, yeah. You know they've you know they've had some some issues and stuff that they've been dealing with. So who knows, you know, what's going on, you know, in terms of that and the, you know, their decisions on what personnel they're going to be looking to keep. Right. I, I think, I think it's just crazy. I think it's just crazy that the, the fact of the matter is that <laughs> commanders just got problems regardless of anything they can't just stay like just stay uh stable <laughs> you know and even though they i'm hearing about this new this new stadium in virginia possibly but um at the same time it just seems like it's a very 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 critical situation Yeah, and it's funny because I I know I heard some stories about that talking about it's going to be apparently one of the smallest stadiums in the NFL in terms of capacity of of people it will hold, which to me is interesting because most places are, you know, most mindsets nowadays is to make, you know, something as you know, bigger than what you normally have it. You know, what I mean, that's normally the, the the culture behind that. But like I said, it's just interesting that they're looking to have it be the smallest uh, stadium in the NFL. Right. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see that one, so we can uh, so we can give our our review for that one. But that is very very critical. And um, last but not least, uh. Mr. Robbie Anderson, he said he's thinking about retire, retiring from the NFL. Um, 
that would be messed up if if, <laughs> if he said, I'm be sorry because Sam Darnold was the starter and we ain't go get Baker Mayfield. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure what his, um, his logic is in terms of why he's looking to retire. Like, I did see something on it, but I didn't, um, I didn't, um, uh, fully uh, read the article to, you know, to figure out if they hadn't made mention as to why, but, you know, I guess just going through the rigors of training camp and whatever, and, you know, could, could weigh on him on the fact that he knows that at the end of the day, he's doing all this to possibly have a quarterback that can't, you know, can't utilize him anyway because of how you know the caliber of quarterback he is. So mm. that's I mean. where, like I said, that's where, like I can definitely understand. And you know, at that point, he can use, you know, the um, he can use the retirement as a, you know, a way to to um get out of that situation if you know if he's looking to you know to actually leave more so than retire right it's not like he ain't put up bad numbers i mean yeah last season was the worst season of his career but you know like the year before that he had his 95 um over a thousand yards um and three touchdowns and then he's been putting 700 700 you know nine and another five. So it's not like he's not, it's not, he's not a bad player. I think he's just tired of losing at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like you coming in your seventh season and you, you just want to be with a winning team. I mean, if you want to be with a winning team, shoot, ask to be released, go to the chiefs that the chiefs could use him They use his speed. I, I think he'll fit perfect with the chiefs. Yeah. Just someone who can, you know, Brian, yes. A lot of <laughs> yes. Okay, I, I can get that. You know, yes. he's a he won't have much pressure on him. But I think, I think the Chiefs did. Then the Chiefs. Yeah, they only, drafted us. Was the Sky Moore? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if they would want to. Right. You know, to add that type of money to their books. Mm. But I, I do think he's what he's making like 10 million a year. Yeah, he's making about a good 10, 11, biting. Not nothing too bad. Nothing too bad per se. But you know, if he's being released by a team, then I feel like he'll, you know, for a winning team, he'll be able to um take a short, a short one, maybe a five million dollar deal for one year. Um, I guess like I said, I see the Chiefs. Um I see the Chiefs, you know, even if they draft this guy more, I can see Anderson just showing, you know, showing the kid how it's done a little bit. And I think he'll have a career year with uh, Patrick Mahomes. I'm just saying, but uh, if it doesn't happen, then I don't know what other team, you know, would be able to put Robbie there and to say, you know what, he he's going to fit with this system wonderful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's nothing, no one I can really think of right now that uh, I could see him with. Um, I'll say, you know, 
maybe the Eagles. Hmm. With who they have already, you know, with with Smith and um Brown. And slot, you know, slot. Well, Smith played a slot, so he'll be the what? Then he'll be the other outside wide receiver, right? No, because Smith Smith can play the outside, and um, then um, he can replace um, who was it, Rager, which I, I know yeah. they're not keen on. So maybe that's some place that he can go if he's looking for, you know, a new uh, a new home. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh man. No, that's a good point. Um, but we figure out more information on the Robbie Anderson situation. We'll let you know. But um, I, that's it for our episode. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast. I know this is 198, 200 is in two weeks. This is going to get very, very exciting. Um, oh, yeah, shout out to Krista. Um, she was at she was at the uh, Jets. She got she got an exclusive pass to uh to watch I guess the new uh take flight thing new take flight show, um she got to move uh, meet some jet players and everything like that uh including Jericho Cotri which I haven't heard of in a while, um I used to love Jericho Cotri, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites too, yeah so yeah shout out to you Krista um yeah I w- I will be speaking to you soon to get you on for episode 200 um, and some other people as well. But like I said, it's two weeks away, so I can't wait. Um, Until then, we do this for y'all every week. Until next week, we take a flight.